this week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Shelley Prescott talks about honoring the body. One body. How do we do that? One body. Stewarding God's creation. What benefits do we receive when treating the body with a healthy lifestyle? Well, let's find out. Shelley is being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. Shelley Prescott, the topic will be how to honor the body. Shelley, are you there? I am here, Kelly. Excellent. I am so glad that you have joined us. We know that all good things begin with prayer. Would you be willing to lead us in a prayer? I will do my best. I'm going to actually cheat and use one that I use every day, if that's okay with you. Perfect. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear God, we just thank you for this, this wonderful day and all that you provide for us. And God, I just ask that you grant me, grant us the serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, the courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. All this in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. So by introduction, from fourth grade on, Shelley Prescott has lived in McPherson, Kansas. She owns Performance Lab Strength and Conditioning, a small personal training and sports performance gym located in her backyard. Shelley is a certified strength and conditioning specialist and CrossFit Level 1 trainer. She has been married to her husband, Gabe, for 17 and a half years, and they have two children, Graham, 12, and Cameron, uh, ten. The family are members of St. Joseph Catholic Church in McPherson. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, so good. You know, it's it's interesting because my daughter-in-law just competed in CrossFit uh, this past Saturday, and she got second place. That was pretty cool. So that's pretty, awesome. It was awesome. So we are going to talk to to Shelley, and you know, maybe Shelley, what we should do is start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Oh boy. Well, you've already kind of uh, talked about about my family. Uh, definitely my my first love right there. Um, my husband of you know, like I said, over seventeen and a half years, and our two kiddos. Um, they keep us super super busy yeah. uh, with all of their sports and and um, other extracurricular activities that they're doing. Um, myself personally, I think the. The main thing is I'm just a huge, huge fitness fanatic and a wellness person. It's my passion. It's been my passion for as long as I, you know, have been around, as long as I've been alive. And I uh, went to college um, in Briar, to Briarcliff University and got my bachelor's degree in sports science. And um, then three years later decided that I would go ahead and go online to Fort Hayes State University and get my master's degree there through health and human performance. So fortunately, I am able to utilize both of those degrees. I know oftentimes some people go to school and don't even end up using what they went for. So I love that I'm able to put all that to good use and and help people out. Yeah. So, Excellent. So, so you know, you, you said you've pretty much done it all your life. You know, how did you, you know, how did that come to be where, where you were interested in, you know, this type of 
conditioning and, and taking care of your body, honoring the body is what the, the topic is. So how did that all get started? I can actually vividly remember um, sitting down in, in eighth grade and was asked to kind of come up with a five-year plan on, you know, what road we thought we could take. And I knew right then and there that I wanted to be a personal trainer. Hmm. And I am pretty sure where that stems from is about that time, I'm going to age myself here, uh, we were, uh, I was watching the 1996 U.S. women's basketball team play. Mm-hmm. And I was very inspired by, I would say at that time, it was probably more anesthetically, the way they looked so fit and how they presented themselves. And I thought, man, it'd be awesome to, you know, to be able to, to look like that and I started lifting weights in eighth grade and just fell in love with it. And then going into our my freshman year of high school, I think the, the big key event here that changed things for me is I tore my ACL and my meniscus and medial collateral while playing basketball. That was quite the, you know, quite the experience. And it was just a quick shift from you know, being able to do like anything I wanted to suddenly feeling like I maybe had some limitations. But I will never forget, like I distinctly, and I can still remember, um, you know, once that once that happened and I figured out what had happened and that kind of thing, that God had a plan for me. And from that point on, I was going to take all that I learned, all my experience, through whether it just, you know, my experience um, through the knowledge I gained from physical therapy and the doctors and just the experience as a whole that I wanted to take that and, and utilize what I, what I learned and help other people. So, you know, it, it was never, never about me. And ironically, going into my freshman year of college, I did all of it again the very first day of practice. I tore my ACL again, had surgery, had to sit out ended up having surgery again my sophomore and going into my junior years as well mm. before I finally decided, all right, what's, what, you know, what's in store for me? What am I supposed to do with all of this? And, you know, I, I did. I offered, you know, offered up my struggles. And, and uh, what is that? First Peter 5, 7, I think it says, cast all your anxieties and worries to, to God. And um, that's all I could do. And, and, and just, I got through that, you know, those times with, with a lot of prayer, a lot of, you know, journaling, family, friends, and, you know, like I said, just tried to, to learn from, from those, those moments. And I was able to keep my scholarship by um, becoming a student assistant um, basketball coach. And so it was in that realm where I was able to start helping people and I coached at the college level and high school level and now um, youth level of my kids. And, and I've been able to help people in all those situations that have went through that same thing. Um, and it's also trickled into personal training and so on and so forth. So it's kind of a long answer to your question, but that is the distinct memory I have of, of when I decided that this was my cross to carry, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. And and so tell us a little bit about, you know, what it is that, that you do. You know, our topic is how to honor the body. You you teach CrossFit. Um, you're a personal trainer. 
strength and conditioning specialist. So tell us, how does that, what does that look like? What, how, how do we interpret that? Okay. You know, it's different things. I had taught classes for about seven, seven to eight years. And I started off, you know, at a, at a local gym and then I ended up um, going out on my own. And um, mainly at that time, because I needed that flexibility for my, for my kids, they were, you know, toddlers and I needed to be able to, to work and take care of them at the same time. And so by having my gym at my house, it provided me that flexibility. And so um, I initially started with just the thought of, you know, personal training. And this is, I was going to do like all one-on-one things and it just kind of transpired into um, offering classes. And up until about a couple months ago, I stopped doing classes and I focused solely on one-on-one, one-on-two, and then some athletes, like a small athlete group. So, I mean, I have a lot of clients that I work with in the gym, one-on-one, in person. And then I've got a lot of people that I work with virtually. I've worked with people as far as Finland and as close as home virtually. (laughs) So um, I have people in Kansas City and Wamigo all over. So I think that is the neatest thing about, you know, today the technology has allowed us to, you know, not only reach the people in our current community, but elsewhere if we're able to do that. So as far as what I teach, uh, we work on a whole bunch of different weightlifting movements, uh, from powerlifting to Olympic lifting, style lifting, lifting, like different squats and deadlifts and presses, free weights, and then different gymnastics movements. When I say gymnastics, gymnastics, I'm not talking like we're just going to go do flips and, and turns and, and all that kind of stuff, but anything that's like a body weight movement, so um, a sit-up or an air squat or a pull-up, a push-up, jump rope anything of that nature. And then we, we also work on running and rowing and biking and, and things like that. And the biggest thing is just trying to make sure that every time I, uh, people come in that there's variety. And what they did yesterday is going to look different tomorrow and um, today. And they're just trying to utilize different energy systems and, and help them achieve the goals that they that they have set out. So that could look like from anything from weight loss to competing in a CrossFit competition to walking, a, you know, a 5K, running a 5K, uh, those types of things. So everything is geared towards what their goals are. And, you know, how does it, you know, it says how to honor the body is what, what your, your topic is. You know, how might your classes differ from maybe, you know, the, the classes from, you know, the, the chain of, of gyms, you know, down the road? How, how does it differ? Well, one thing that I, that I routinely um, talk to people about is the mental aspect of, of training. I think that that gets often, it often gets kind of lost. And, you know, ultimately what goes goes on between our ears, all our mental state of being really plays a huge role in our health and our brain health and what we tell ourselves on a day-to-day basis is huge. And my kids look at me like, 
and roll their eyes because they would get so tired of hearing me talk about it. But I would guess nine out of ten people that you talk to, if you've had a class with me, you've, you've heard the, the word you get to. Mm. And I, I try to tell them, you know, if it's not like, you know, like for my kids you know, or for anybody coming to class, it's not, oh, do we have to? have to do burpees everybody loves burpees <laughs> do we have to do do we have to do these push-ups yeah. do we have to have to run and it's like no you don't have to but you get to yeah. like we have to do four rounds of this it's like no but you get to yeah and you listen to them but then you start to to take what you know like i what i've said and and you put it into practice and it, it has to become a mindset and it has to become something that, that you implement into your daily life. I mean, what you tell yourself, it really, really, truly does matter. And a few years ago, I came out with a, with a t-shirt for the gym and it, and it sat with my logo on there and it says change have to get can't to yet. Mm. So, you know, it's just always trying to have like a positive mindset and and all that you're doing and all that you're experiencing i mean it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows but you know how are we gonna you know how are we gonna get past this next challenge so um that's something that you know i I talk pretty routinely on that there's not a week that that goes by where we aren't you know having some sort of discussion whether that's with you know the 13 year olds that i work with or the 70 year olds that i work with and everybody in between and Mm so I feel like that that would be you know one one difference, and then we you know I do try to talk to people. I get a lot of nutrition questions, and we talk you know about you know the importance of getting you know veggies into every meal and and implementing fruits and and good whole pro you know proteins and and good fats into your diet, and how that what you feed your your body you know makes a big deal. Whenever I give presentations to, to um, classrooms or um, a class full of kids, you know, I, I liken it to, you know, what kind of vehicle do you drive? You know, you get this nice vehicle and you fill it full of junk. It's probably not going to last real long or work very efficiently. But if I fill it with, you know, a good source of fuel, I change the oil very regularly. I take good care of it. It's going to run for a long time. And it's the same with our, you know, same with our bodies. But it, it starts from head to toe, and I think that, you know, something that, you know, if I just kind of think of something that I do, there's an acronym that I have, PENS, P-E-N-S, you know, I start the day with prayer and meditation. So, you know, I'm feeding my, feeding my mind and my soul uh, spiritually, mm. and um, as soon as I'm done with that, then I go into exercise, and so I'll go out and 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 do some form of exercise through weight weights or rowing or um, biking or um, stretching or whichever because exercise is what's going to you know help me to you know reduce anxiety um, build strength and conditioning build confidence improve body image those kinds of things um, after that I come in and I have you know nutrition you fuel your body with a good you know good breakfast. You know, like I said, to try to, you know, people are like, really, you want me to eat vegetables for breakfast? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but, you know, you find ways to implement them and you'd be amazed at how much better you feel, how much more energy you have, how much more sustained you feel 
and full you feel until you get to lunch, how much more energized and, and all those kinds of things. So the N is nutrition. And then the next one is, is steps. Like, I just got my exercise in, but now I'm trying to get extra steps throughout the day. So, you know, not being afraid to maybe park a couple rows farther away from the entrance of the grocery store so I can walk. Um, or uh, the other day, it was actually nice out and not much Kansas wind. And so my daughter and I walked to the grocery store, which is a mile and a half or so away. Just So just things like that. And the more you can move... Just the more you can move, the better. I mean, you're doing good for your heart, clears your mind, gets you out in nature. If you can get outside and walk, those kinds of things. So, but yeah, I think I maybe jumped ship a little bit on the question that you had that you had originally asked me. I kind of lost. I, I kind of went off on a tangent. I think it's awesome. The more information that we can give, the better. That's all awesome, awesome. We need to take a short break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more about honoring the body with Shelley Prescott. We're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. One body. Honoring the body. One body. Stewarding God's Creation. With Shelley Prescott. One body. One body. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. One body. Stewarding God's Creation. We are talking with Shelley Prescott about how to honor the body. She is she owns Performance Lab Strength and Conditioning, which is a small personal training and sports performance gym in her backyard. And uh, we've been talking about a lot of the things that she does and about her family. Do you work with with all ages? You know, beginning maybe in teenage years, or what? What ages do you normally work with? I I work with all sorts of ages. I my youngest uh, right now that I currently have is thirteen. I started with that young man when he was eight years old. So wow. I guess eight. If I don't count my own children, they've been in the gym since they were yeah. <laughs> crawling. <laughs> um, but yeah. So and then my oldest currently uh, is seventy one. But I have worked with I believe seventy four was my oldest and I worked with her for several, several years. But so I, a wide range of, of people that, that I, I work with. So I'm sure that the, the teaching technique is a little bit different depending on the age. So let's start with teenagers and yeah, um, share okay. some of the things maybe that you would, you would teach with the teenagers. Uh, first and foremost with the, with the teenagers, you can kind of lump um, the teen, uh, some of the teenagers or the younger kids and with some of the older individuals. And you would probably think, what in the world? Like, did you really have a class with those people together? Well, training age and your actual age are, are kind of different. I mean, if I have somebody that has not picked up a weight or done much or is not very um, sure with how their body moves or, or whatnot, they're, they're really the same age in that aspect. So I don't change much of anything. The key is to make sure that your mechanics are very 
sound we never, uh, without using any weight whatsoever. So a lot of people start off with a PVC pipe and put it on their back as though they are going to squat a, a barbell, but it's just a PVC pipe or a broomstick just to kind of give them some feedback on, on, where, on how the weight would fit and such. So really that, that kind of stuff, those mechanics um, really are pretty, pretty much the same. The only time that they would be different is if I have um, an individual with a handicap of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you, you modify on, on the fly as far as that goes. You know, the thing that, that, you know, I find that you really have to watch or be careful is sometimes, you know, as those young guns get, get really comfortable and confident in what they're doing, they quickly will forget about um, maybe the mechanics and just focus on how much weight am I throwing on the bar? Do I look cool? You know, am I going to set a record or kind of thing like that instead of, is this really the best thing for my body? Is this going to be, you know, what are the benefits, risks versus reward, so mm-hmm. to speak? So that would be, you know, like a challenge with that group. Mainly, I see that more in, in males. I do see it sometimes in females. But with females, it's, you know, um, sometimes, you know, this is kind of across the board. Sometimes they're afraid to get, you know, too big. Well, it, that really is just, it's going to be very difficult to do. I mean, you definitely have to supplement with a lot more uh, things or, you know, get a lot more testosterone in your, in your system than um, you think. I mean, it's really hard for to really, really, really bulk up. And, and I think a lot of times people will see a certain picture on TV or something, um, an athlete that are, that maybe like a CrossFit um, some CrossFit athletes or professional athletes that when that is really their job and they spend like eight hours in the gym, then they are going to bulk up a little bit, you know, but it, it's okay. Uh, and, I, and I love that, you know, this day and age that women with muscles becoming more accepting. And that's what I love about CrossFit athletes. I think the CrossFit females have really um, allowed that to transpire and show that, you know, strength can be, beauty at the same time but yeah so I would say all in all you know teaching a teenager versus teenage uh, teaching my you know my grandma is not a whole lot different um, mechanically Um, so yeah Hmm. Interesting. That's very. That was not the answer that I expected. So, so that's, oh. that's very, very interesting. <laughs> that you know, gosh, I think of the teenagers as uh, you know so much more energy than what what the older you know older people like me have. And and so uh-huh. you know, it's just really interesting that that's. But I guess everybody starts somewhere, right? They do start somewhere. I have to share. I have to share a quick story. I have never had this before, but I kid you not. Yesterday. Um, or on Monday, this is the first time ever, my 71-year-old came to me and said, Shelly, I don't know where it's happened, but I have really slowed down, and I want to work on speed. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I just love her energy, and I love, you know, so today I was literally doing shuttle runs with my 71-year-old. Now, I don't do that with just everybody, but I know what she's able to do. And it's not that, you know, times were out of this world, but the cool thing is is now she has a baseline for herself. We did a bunch of other 
you know, a bunch of other tests and things um, like how fast can you burn 15 calories on a bicycle? Um, how many, um, you know, we did stuff with jump ropes and she was jump roping away and, and just trying to work, continue to work on those fast twitch muscle fibers. And oftentimes as we get older, we forget to, you know, we forget to do that because pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone becomes really comfortable. I mean, that is becomes uncomfortable with that thought. Like, oh, I can't do what I, you know, people automatically think I can't do what I used to be able to do or, you know, so I'm just like not going to do it at all. But really we want to continue to work on, you know, like the fast twitch muscle fibers and, and things like that that will that will um, and it's not just like going to help you on a track or on a field or anything like that, but it's going to help you with how you react and respond to maybe you step off the curb um, an awkward way, but if you can quickly catch yourself, you're gonna you're gonna have a reduce your chance of, of getting hurt mm-hmm. or just you know that's just a small example, but um, so. Anyway, there's it's it's fun to see people um, still having the desire to challenge themselves the older they the older they get. Do you see maybe more susceptibility to injuries as as they get older? Do you have to modify anything or, or yeah yeah? We um, you know we we do modify some things for sure. Um, I just kind of take it you know we take it a little at a time and and try to. For instance, if I have a, a gal that's doing some back squats, you know, we would, like, again, I start everybody with that PVC, and then we see, add just a little bit more weight and a little bit more weight, a little bit more weight, and see how they handle it, and then establish their baseline from there. And then, um, you know, everyone's, obviously, the way I would treat, you know, a 71-year-old is going to be different than a 17 in terms of, you know, they don't need to go crazy with their weight but if they felt like it and they had the physical capabilities of pushing themselves to that limit then then okay let's do it but we aren't just going to do do it without there's always a purpose behind what what we're doing some things for so um if that makes sense you know what what do you like best about your job and what you teach others i think hands down that what I like the best is is how I get to help a wide variety of people, um, not just from age, but like different abilities, from athletes to to elderly to active adults to not so active adults to young kids, you know, older and younger. And um, that definitely is what keeps me on my toes. And what I love, too, is being able to help uh, people achieve their goals and help transform their lives and get them to do things that, that they maybe couldn't do when they walk through my door, but months or years later, they're, they're doing it with ease or doing it way better than they were prior to. You know, I've seen it be anything from somebody not being able to reach a light above their head uh, to turn the, on, turn the light on in their house. And so working on mobility and improving that to where now that's how he can gauge if he's really, really tight or something a little bit off. Hey, I can't touch my living room light again. I think we need to work on something, you know, you know, do this, that, or whatever to, to make that better. Um, to, you know, the next person that comes in and, and wants to lose weight and to be able to walk along, alongside them throughout that whole journey 
and experience all the emotions that they go through and the challenges that they go through mentally and physically along the way. And it's just, it's rewarding to be able to help them through those challenges and, and to be able to uh, see the results with them. And it's just, it's awesome. It's awesome to see their, their hard work and um, consistency. It's, hard, it's good to see that all pay off. Yeah. Oh, I can, I can only imagine. So I know you probably can't share names, but maybe a, a uh-huh. first name or, or just a, a, a favorite, um, you know, give me, give me some success stories, I guess is what I'm looking for. Uh, my all time favorite would be uh, the gal's name is Monica. And I know she'd be okay with me sharing that. She came to me, I believe she was looking to go on a ski trip, if I remember right, this was so long ago, was going on a ski trip. Um, she was overweight, looking to lose weight, uh, that sort of thing. And what turned into being like a short-term goal, you know, ended up changing, really changing her life. And she ended up, you know, she was a one of those clients that you know, as long as you tell me what to do or guide me what to do, you know, show me how how to do it, I'll follow through. And so she took control of things that happened in her kitchen. Um, she showed up to workouts very um, consistently, did things on her own outside of our workout time, and she ended up losing 125 pounds. Wow. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so that was hands down my most favorite my most favorite so we yeah I mean we just did it through all different you know like ways that I had described earlier through all different you know machines and and free weights and different types of cardiovascular exercises and so on and so forth but if you can find somebody that that changes their life in their kitchen as well as in the gym, then you're going to see your results so much faster and become more of a lifestyle. That's the goal, for it to become a lifestyle. Yeah, and I I think that's such an important point because I think many of us have that that mindset that, you know, if we just go work out, the the weight's going to drop off. But if we don't change, like you said, what's happening in the kitchen, then, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not. It's not going to drop right. off like we think it should. So, so what can we do? You've talked a lot about the exercises that you do, but but how do you help the the mindset and help people? You know, what what tips would you give us for changing what we're doing in the kitchen? The number one thing is is if you're a person that is eating fast food for every meal, um, you're not doing any exercise, you're drinking a lot of sodas, that kind of thing and you want to make a difference in your life and you want to feel better and you want to achieve, you know, certain goals, do not try to change it all today. It it took you years to probably establish these habits and to, you know, get yourself in this predicament, so to speak. It's going to take some time to get yourself back out of it. And this is where spiritually, you know, help you know just take it one you know one day at a time and and make small changes so you know write out a list of your three biggest goals that you may that you have and then let's look and i want you to take those three goals that you just wrote down on paper start with number one and and tell me why that goal is important to you 
And then once you can answer why that goal is important, well, tell me what it would look like if you achieved it. How would that matter? Why would that matter? And then you kind of address each thing that way. So maybe you're, maybe the best thing for you to do, rather than try to change everything at once, let's just focus on breakfast. Let's just focus on starting our day off the best way that we, that we absolutely can. And then whatever happens from there on, it happens. But let's focus on breakfast for a good, good week and see if we can get a, you know, a good score in that department. So what does that look like? Well, let's use our hand to, as a, a way to, to figure that out. So you want to have like a palm size of protein. So, you know, it's using breakfast. We could, that could be like um, sausage or eggs even. Now you can fit more than one egg in the palm of your hand. All right. So you might be able to fit two or three eggs in the palm of your hand. So that might be what your, what your size is, what your portion size is for, for that, that particular thing. Grab a handful of fruit. You want a cupped handful of, of carbohydrate. So that would be, you know, a good carbohydrate like strawberries or blueberries or sweet potatoes or hash browns. Um, that would be a carb. And then you're looking at getting a fist size a fistful size of a vegetable. So I like to take, you know, scram- throw um, eggs in my, in my frying pan and with just a little bit of either butter or a little bit of olive oil. That would be your fat, which is about a thumb size. That's how you measure your fat is the size of your thumb. And then, so I got my protein in the skillet, and then I would add my, my veggies. So I want at least a good this size full, so let's throw some spinach in there or some bell peppers. There's never a limit to how many veggies you can put on that plate. Um, and so now you've got all those boxes checked, and it's just going to help you to feel full longer, and you're going to be feel more balanced. And if you're feeling good, then that might encourage you. I mean, first thing in the morning, that might encourage you to make a better decision on your on your afternoon plate. And so it's a process. It's a long, long transition, you know, to get better. And some people can make that transition faster than others. Mm-hmm. So just just think of, a, you know, what's something today that's only going to take you five minutes that's going to move you closer to, your, to the goal that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Figure, out that, figure out what that is. Maybe it's a, I'm going to, I have one person that decided that they wanted to wake up and the first thing that they were going to do before they even got out of the bed, before their feet even hit the floor, was do some stretches in bed. And they couldn't believe how much better that even felt. Uh, maybe it's to um, say a, a, a couple prayers um, before you get out of bed. Feed yourself spiritually. Move yourself closer to your goal spiritually first. Maybe that is um, taking a walk to my mailbox after I eat breakfast. You know, something that's going to only take five minutes or less that's going to move me towards my goal and give me that momentum that I need to make make a change. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. You know, and it, it really is just, you know, the it sounds like baby steps. You know, you're just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, and all of a sudden you look back and you think, wow, look how far I've come. Yeah. So yeah. Just, just a little bit, it piggybacks on each other, and it just snowballs into bigger and better things, more positive changes. So every little bit helps. What thoughts would you like to leave our listeners with? Just show up. And, and make time for, you know, things that are going to benefit and improve your health, um, whether that's, 
you know, and health is, you know, it's a big picture. Health is not just exercise. It's, you know, spiritually, physically, emotionally, you know, fill all of those buckets and, and make time. We all have 168 hours in a week. We all have 24 hours in a day and we all are, you know, we can choose how we, we utilize those hours. Yes. So we all have five minutes to to make to do something that's going to move us towards our goal. You know, fill yourself. Uh, you know, start your day with prayer, and get some exercise and movement. Call a friend that you haven't t- uh, talked to in a long time, and and fill yourself um, socially. Laugh and and you know, fill yourself with with laughter and joy. Those things make a huge impact on your life and and lead you towards a life of longevity and and better health. So the biggest thing is just be consistent and make time. So much uh, good information that that we had. And again, we've been talking with Shelly Prescott, and uh, she has her own gym, Performance Lab Strength and Conditioning. Does uh, It's a small personal training and sports performance gym. If you're interested in more information, do you have a website, Shelly, that people can go to? I don't have a website. I am on Facebook, Performance Lab Strength and Conditioning, and I am also on Instagram under Performance Lab. So you can look me up there, or I could maybe make a comment on the Divine Mercy Facebook page, too, or something and um, if they wanted to find me there. Um, my email is coach.sprescott at gmail.com, and it's Prescott is P-R-E-S-C-O-T-T. If you had any questions or anything for me, feel free to to do that. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to visit with you guys, and um, it's been a great afternoon, so thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into One Body Stewarding God's Creation. If you own a service or business, or if you're an individual who would just like to underwrite this One Body show, Please know your spot can run three times during this show, which runs five times a week. Interested? Call 785-621-4110. You're listening to Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear His voice, harden not your hearts. One body, stewarding God's creation.